It's Tuesday, February the 4th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Brexit speeches and Iowa results delay. First, the world in brief. Boris Johnson and Michel Barnier gave dueling speeches on post-Brexit Britain's relationship with the European Union. The British Prime Minister wants a Canada-style free trade deal, saying Britain would rather have no deal than one imposing EU regulations. The EU's chief negotiator said that any deal must include a level playing field, meaning that free trade required some regulatory convergence. Mr Johnson also announced that Britain would toughen rules for keeping those convicted of terrorist crimes in prison after a second attack in four months committed by someone on early release. Sudesh Aman, wearing a fake suicide vest, stabbed two people before being killed by police in South London on Sunday. He had been convicted of spreading jihadist propaganda. Quality control delayed the tallying of Iowa's caucuses. The state's Democratic Party said it found inconsistencies in the reporting of three sets of results. Seven of the Democrats vying for their party's presidential nomination campaigned in Iowa. Bernie Sanders, who almost beat Hillary Clinton in Iowa in 2016, is thought to have a fair chance of taking first place. The Organization of Islamic Cooperation rejected President Donald Trump's peace plan for Israel and the Palestinians, calling on its 57 member states not to engage with it. The Arab League had already given its thumbs down. Its secretary-general said that the deal of the century presented by Jared Kushner, Mr. Trump's son-in-law, would lead to an apartheid system in the West Bank. The Wuhan coronavirus claimed a second fatality outside mainland China and its first in Hong Kong, the day after the territory closed most of its border crossings in an effort to keep out the disease. Healthcare workers are on strike, calling for complete closure. Hong Kong has confirmed 15 infections, mainland China over 20,000 with more than 400 deaths. Imperial Brands appointed a new chief executive. The British tobacco company will be led by Stefan Bomhard, the boss of Inchcape, a car dealership group. Imperial has been struggling. It issued a profit warning last year, citing the prospect of tighter regulations on e-cigarettes following health scares. Its current chief executive, Alison Cooper, said in October that she would step down. And two French payments giants will become one. Worldline, a financial services company, announced plans to acquire Ingenico, a provider of -of point-of-sale terminals, for 7.8 billion euros, $8.6 billion. With consumers increasingly managing their finances and paying for goods digitally, many payments companies have carved out specialized roles and are now seeking survival through consolidation. And now, here's today's agenda. Trump triumphant, State of the Union. President Donald Trump has reason to feel upbeat as he delivers his annual State of the Union speech today. His impeachment trial will probably end tomorrow with an acquittal. A new poll from NBC News and the Wall Street Journal shows the share of voters who strongly approve of his performance hitting its highest mark ever and his approval rating among independents reaching its highest since last summer. Democrats, meanwhile, appear deeply divided as they cast their first votes to determine their presidential nominee. Mr. Trump plans to use his speech tonight to make his case for re-election, highlighting America's strong economy and his achievements in the past three years, including trade deals and judicial appointments. Though he ran four years ago as a heterodox candidate, his policies have been, with some exceptions, those of an orthodox conservative, and he will use tonight's speech to rally his base. 
Blocked airways, coronavirus and air travel. Few industries will be as hard hit by the Wuhan coronavirus as aviation. Travel bans and fear are taking their toll. On Monday, the United Arab Emirates, one of the world's biggest hubs, said it will suspend flights to and from Chinese destinations outside Beijing. Evidence from previous pandemics should worry airline investors. From peak to trough, Asian airlines saw a 35% drop in monthly passenger numbers due to the SARS outbreak in 2003. The impact on airlines of the Ebola outbreak in West Africa in 2014 was worse still. International air passenger arrivals in Sierra Leone fell by a whopping 93%. And many places unaffected by coronavirus should worry about it too, if travellers across the world decide to stay at home whatever the risk. Ebola caused hotel bookings in Tanzania to fall by half, even though it was about 3,000 miles, 4,800 kilometres from the outbreak, and never had a single case of the disease. End of the road, Turkey and Syria. Turkey could never hope to do more than postpone the catastrophe. Yesterday, six of its soldiers were accidentally killed by Syrian army shelling in Idlib, that country's last rebel-held bastion. Backed by Russian jets, the regime is waging a scorched-earth campaign to retake it. Hospitals and schools have been bombed, hundreds of thousands of people have fled. Turkey has tried to slow the advance. It already hosts 3.6 million Syrian refugees and does not want millions more. In 2018, it struck a deal with Russia, which backs the regime to set up a string of military observation posts in Idlib. But Syria's army has simply rolled past them and now shelled a Turkish convoy. Last week, it retook Marat al-Numan, astride a vital north-south motorway, and is advancing towards Sarakeb, the next town on the road. Turkey has few options to stop the fighting, and civilians will soon have nowhere to go except north. Looney takes over at BP. Bob Dudley retires. Bob Dudley steps down today as chief executive of BP after almost a decade on the job. Mr. Dudley took over when the oil giant was in crisis. The Deepwater Horizon accident in the Gulf of Mexico was the biggest oil spill in American history. BP faced billions of dollars of costs and penalties. Mr. Dudley oversaw BP's recovery despite a crash in oil prices in 2014. If he has successfully guided BP through moments of turmoil, his successor faces a longer-term headache. Bernard Looney, previously the head of BP's upstream division, must chart the company's course amid rising concern over climate change. Mr. Dudley has already begun to diversify BP's business, investing in electric charging stations, for instance. Last year, BP agreed to provide investors with more detail on how its capital spending aligns with the Paris Climate Agreement, but its oil and gas production in 2018 was up 13% from two years earlier. Time to make a call, the Barclays-Qatar trial. Did bigwigs at Barclays commit fraud when they arranged for investors to prop up the British bank during the global financial crisis? That is the question a jury in London must wrestle with once the trial of three former executives ends. Closing arguments are underway. Britain's serious fraud office alleges that the emergency cash call which helped Barclays avoid a bailout crossed the line. It claims the bank made secret extra payments dressed up as advisory services fees to Qatari investors to secure over £4 billion, $5.2 billion in funding, and that these were not properly disclosed because Barclays feared that would dent confidence in the bank. 
The ex-executives deny wrongdoing. John Varley, chief executive during the finance, was acquitted in an earlier trial, and in 2018 criminal proceedings against the bank were dismissed. Those courtroom failures make the stakes for the SFO, whose patchy record at trial is under intense scrutiny, even higher in this case. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Charles Lindbergh, who was born on this day in 1902. Life is like a landscape. You live in the midst of it, but can describe it only from the vantage point of distance. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.